Good morning and welcome to the Lakers Lowdown. I'm Anthony Irwin. Today on the show, the Lakers are going to be evaluating, I believe, re-evaluating uh, Austin Reeves and Lonnie Walker uh, either today or tomorrow. So keep an eye out for that. And just kind of a a quick crash course on lying season and and uh, some of the best parts of it, if you're interested in laughing at it, and uh, some of the most annoying parts of it, if you are hoping to be productive over the next few weeks. Really quickly, uh, like I said a second ago, Austin Reeves and Lonnie Walker are reaching that point where they are supposed to be reevaluated. Um, it couldn't come at a better time, uh, given the kind of slide that the Lakers are on, uh, and given the limitations that their absence has put on Darvin Ham. The Lakers do need those guys back. They need those guys in roles that, that make sense for them. And, and most importantly, they need them back so that we don't have to keep watching Kendrick. Dunn. No, I, 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 I think this is a a pair of guys who at various points over the season have been two of the brighter spots on the roster. Um, for, unfortunately for, for Lonnie, once Dennis Schroeder got healthy, he was forced into this weird, like catch and shoot role that I would really like to see him move away from, uh, whenever he comes back. And, and for Reeves, he's a secondary ball handler that the Lakers really miss. And, probably the Lakers best shooter. So yeah, getting those guys back would be huge. We're supposed to get news on, on both of them, uh, in, in the next 24 to 48 hours or so. And hopefully it's good news. All right. Now, uh, this is going to be a slightly shorter show off night for the Lakers in preparation for, uh, you know, another, another kind of sprint through a few games, but, uh, for, as we kind of head into this, this the, you, are, you guys are going to be listening to this on a Friday morning, and as we get ready for the last kind of few weeks before uh, the trade deadline, this is peak NBA lying season. This is where every single thing that you hear out of organizations has like varying degrees of truth to it, and in the vast majority of those cases, uh, that that truth is is somewhere in like the the 10 to 15 percentile of truth like the, there is very little truth being spewed out there it's enough to get people interested it's enough to tell some part of the story but for the most part every report that comes out right now is going to have some kind of purpose to it every single thing that an executive or an agent leaks to various insiders is going to have some kind of angle, some kind of, uh, I guess, intended consequence. And, you know, uh, for the Lakers, for example, to this point, we keep on hearing how, uh, you know, there was the ag- there was the aggregation the other day that uh, Jeannie Buss doesn't want to trade the two first-round picks. Importantly, the actual aggregation was executives around the league don't think that the Lakers want to move their picks and that Jeannie Buss agrees with that approach. That's not really anything to, to write home about. Of course, that's their stance right now. Of course, they don't want to move their picks. Um, they would prefer to be able to get some help without moving those picks to be able to move forward and have those picks either at their disposal in the year 27 and 29 
or you know in the upcoming offseason when they're hoping to further improve the roster. Um, again, the morsel of truth, they don't want to move their picks. The angle, if they have to, they'll move their picks. If they, if they see an opportunity to improve the roster in meaningful ways, they'll move their picks. Elsewhere around the league, right? The, the Toronto Raptors just had a pretty devastating loss last night against the Minnesota Timberwolves. And, and, you know, here's, here's how one person close to the Raptors would define their assets. My buddy Robbie Calland uh, tweeted this out, and he grabbed it from uh, the star.com. Here's the assets that we're talking about from a Toronto Raptors team that is, I believe, at almost at the exact same record that the Lakers currently hold. OG, OG Anano, this is the assets that the, uh, that the Raptors have in, in terms of ranking them. Uh, OG Ananobi, a good contract with at least a year to run, a tremendous defender and a good three-point shooter. It would take at least two promising players on team-friendly deals and a pick to pry him away. Fred Van Vliet, the cost of re-signing him will be, the, will be substantial for any team acquiring, but if that hurdle is cleared, just a tiny little detail, you're signing a 29-year-old sub-six-foot point guard to a long-term deal is just some tiny little hurdle. Uh, but anyway, a proven winner and a great leader will fetch at least the Ananobi price, if not more. Pascal Siakam. If you're talking about a two-time or you're talking about a two-time All-NBA guy, an all-star 25 points a night player who might be in line for a supermax contract in the summer, he'd go for three uh He'd be three for one plus picks. So three good players for one player here in Siakam plus picks. Um, and then finally, Gary Trent Jr. He's a flat out scorer and they aren't and they aren't readily available. The Raptors would need to ask for a player and multiple picks in return. And now again, this is coming from the star.com, a publication close to the Raptors. A you pro, I would imagine this sourcing comes from the Raptors. Lying season is in effect, guys. <laughs> this is this is a this is just the the best example of this where a team that I believe right now has 25 losses uh is is currently framing every single player they have right now is essentially untouchable and uh, yeah over the course of the next few weeks that is probably going to change and yeah over the course of the next few weeks we're going to see more realistic pricing but when you wonder like why the Lakers haven't done a deal right now, it's because this is how every team is viewing all of their assets. If you want to make a trade in January, you are going to essentially pay inflated prices because those teams are are looking at any such trade as one with heavy opportunity cost. If they see a player is, is worth this much potentially at the deadline, they want more than that right now uh, for the time it takes to trade that player. So yeah, I, in general, when you're looking at whatever rumor is out there, ask yourself who benefits from that information being out there. And then ask yourself, all right, given what we know about the situation, how realistic is any of this? And when you ask those two questions there, um, that is, is, is more often than not going to paint yourself a fairly clear picture now and, and, and also take your own biases into account as well. Like for me, I think a lot of this is posturing. I think the Rui Hachimura thing is posturing. I think the Miles Turner extension talks 
was posturing. And a lot of my thinking that comes from my own confirmation bias, my own hope that those guys are available at the deadline. Uh, but, but you know, when you factor your bias in, into your reading of the situation and you factor uh, who might be benefiting from this information being out there, and then you kind of weigh into that, the reality of each situation as you read about them, that's how you get the kind of the clearest picture of what might actually be going on there. And, and it seems like a lot of effort for, for just kind of squeezing juice from rocks right now, but that's that time of year. That's what this time of year is. And, and, you know, insiders are going to relay information as they get it. Um, headlines are going to be printed that gets you to click on them. And, and that's just kind of how this is going to go for the next few weeks. So, I guess the point of all of this is just to say, proceed with caution. All right, that's going to do it here for this episode of the Lakers Slowdown Podcast. If you uh, haven't checked it out already, Aaron and I went live with a few guests in, in yesterday's Lakers Lounge. If you want to read more about the Lakers Lounge and how it kind of came about, you can check that out on silverscreenroll.com. Um, and then here in a little bit, by the time you guys are listening to this, I am going to be talking to Aaron once again about some of this stuff, about my kind of approach to reading uh, through some of the BS that we are fed this time of year. And then also, I have a theory on on these insane stat lines that we're seeing right now and how the league is doing what they can to kind of allow that to happen, but I don't know if it's in their best interest to do so. So uh, that's going to be one of the topics that we cover in the hook. And then, as you guys know, when Aaron and I get together, we just kind of wander around all over the place. So who knows where whatever else we'll touch uh, when we do talk. So until then, and until I talk to you guys next, I'm Anthony Irwin saying have a good one.